Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four, and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. Thank you, everyone, for joining another episode. I want to thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your day to listen. And I'm releasing this episode a day later than I normally would during the week, and that is because Wednesday, March 20th, is the spring equinox. And I wanted to share a little bit about the spring equinox, as well as a change or two for the podcast coming up in the new season, as well as the story I'm going to share today is, I feel, very relevant to the changing of the seasons. So what is the equinox? The equinox is when the sun crosses over the equator. And on the exact moment of the equinox, the sun shines directly on the equator before continuing its journey northwards or southwards, depending on the time of year. On the spring equinox, the sun passes over the equator and continues northwards. On the autumnal equinox, the sun crosses over the equator and continues its way southward. So pretty much what that means is that in the spring in the northern hemisphere, the on the equinox, the day and night is about equal. However, as the season continues, the days become longer. And I know that all of my friends that are in the Midwest or on the East Coast where it's been cold and snowy, they are cheering a lot because it's been such a crazy winter. The other interesting thing about this year's spring equinox is that it's also a full moon. The full moon is known by two different names to some people. It's a worm moon or a sap moon. Those names are kind of obvious. The worm moon kind of indicates the ground warming up, the worm starting to move, and basically new growth, new life. The sap moon also is because the trees are warming up, the sap is starting to move through the trees, and it is time to start to tap trees for maple syrup and sap. And so both names are accurate. It just kind of depends on who you're talking to. The changes of the season for our household are very special. We really celebrate nature in many different ways. We live by the seasons. We live by the changes of the moon, and we live by the changes of the earth. So for us, it's we love to celebrate the different changes in the seasons, and there are special things to do at each of those different times of the year. Obviously, the spring equinox, there's some obvious things that we do in the spring. We obviously get outside more. We celebrate nature. We go for nature walks. We look for things that are changing. What is changing in our neighborhood, in our community? What's changing in nature? Are the flowers starting to bloom? Are the buds starting to pop on the trees? Are we seeing different birds or different animals? As well as time to plant. So we have planted some new herbs in our little herb flower pots, and as well as some other vegetables that we want to grow. We are lucky that we live in a warmer climate so we can start those things earlier. I know some of my Midwest friends are not able to start their vegetables quite so early, especially outside. But we do some just basic things like tomatoes, herbs, peppers, things like that. So those are some obvious things that you can do, but you can make up your own things as well. 
It just depends on where you live, what you like to do in nature, and what you like to learn about. Two simple picture books that we like to read this time of year is A New Beginning, Celebrating the Spring Equinox by Wendy Pfeiffer and illustrated by Linda Bleck. That's something you can get on Amazon. It's just a cute little picture book. And the other one we just recently got was The Spring Equinox, Celebrating the Greening of the Earth. And that book is by Ellen Jackson, and that's illustrated by Jan Davy Ellis. And I'll put a link to both of those in the show notes. I'm sure there are lots of other books regarding spring and the changing of the seasons and different things that you do in the spring with planting, nature walks, things like that. I know we have plenty on our shelves, but those are just two specific ones about the spring equinox that I wanted to share. Now, the other thing that comes to mind with the spring equinox is just getting outside more, just getting outside, getting in nature, spending more time outside. And that is what we have been doing over the last few weeks. And I love that. So that means that I'm trying to spend more of my time outdoors with my children, as well as just engaging out in the world around us, whether that be at the park or at the beach, just going around our neighborhood, wherever that may be. So one of the things that we've committed to do to do now and for the next couple months is really spend more time outside, away from screens, away from things that basically keep us sitting on our rears. And we really want to get outside, move more, engage more, and just really soak up nature around us. So what that means is that I'm going to have a little less time to do podcasts. So I'm still going to be doing them. I'm just not going to do them every week. I've been doing this podcast for almost a year, which is fabulous, and I'm very excited about that. But I've been trying really hard to do a podcast every week, and that takes up a fair bit of time. And with us trying to be outside more, I'm going to switch that up and do every other week. So I will still be doing a podcast. It'll just not be every week. I'm going to aim for every other week. It will still be less than 30 minutes, and it will still be obviously very relevant information for parents and homeschoolers. It just won't be quite as often. I will still be posting information on my Facebook page, and I post almost daily on my Instagram page with books or resources or information that we've gleaned from our nature walks or outdoor activities. So I would encourage you to check those places for information and resources more often. So one of the things with this podcast is learning outside the lines. That's the title of it. And it's not only outside the lines as far as outside the quote, normal mode of learning or the standard ways of school, but it's also literally outside. Like we really want to get outside. And one of my favorite, favorite books that I want to share some excerpts with you today is a book called I'm in Charge of Celebrations. It's by Bird Baylor, and the illustrations are by Peter Parnell. And this is one of my favorite books. I've had it for many, many, many years. And it is about a young native 
girl who spends a lot of time in nature, a lot of time outside, enjoying it, observing it, engaging with it. And I really want to share some of this book with you as we change the season and as we spend more time outside. And I really want to encourage you as well to spend more time outside in nature and learning what you can from the world around you. So I'm going to share a few excerpts from this book with you so you can hear what a rich experience this girl has and what I'm hoping for myself and my own children. Sometimes people ask me, aren't you lonely out there with just desert around you? I guess they mean the bear grass and the yuccas and the cactus and the rocks. I guess they mean the deep ravines and the hawk nests and the cliffs and the coyote trails, the wind across the hills. Lonely? I can't help laughing when they ask me that. I always look at them surprised. And I say, how could I be lonely? I'm the one in charge of celebrations. Sometimes they don't believe me, but it's true. I am. I put myself in charge. I choose my own. Last year, I gave myself 108 celebrations, besides the ones that they closed the school for. I cannot get by with only a few. Friend, I'll tell you how it works. I keep a notebook, and I write the date, and then I write about the celebration. I'm very choosy over what goes in that book. It has to be something I plan to remember for the rest of my life. You can tell what's worth a celebration because your heart will pound and you'll feel like you're standing on top of a mountain and you'll catch your breath like you were breathing some kind of new air. Otherwise, I count it just an average day. I told you I was choosy. Friend, I wish you'd been there for Dust Devil Day. But since you weren't, I'll tell you how it got to be my first real celebration. You can call them whirlwinds if you want to. Me, I think dust devils has a better sound. Well, anyway, I always stop to watch them. Here, everyone does. You know how they come from far away, moving up from the flats, swirling and swaying and falling and turning, picking up sticks and sand and feathers and dry tumbleweeds? Well, last March 11th, we were all going somewhere. I was in the back of a pickup truck when the dust devils started to gather. You could see they were giants. You'd swear they were calling their friends to come too. And they came, dancing in time to their own windy music. We all started counting. We all started looking for more. They stopped that truck and we turned around and around watching them all. There were seven. At a time like that, something goes kind of crazy in you. You have to run to meet them, yelling all the way. You have to whirl around like you were one of them and you can't stop until you're falling down. And then all day you think how lucky you were to be there. Some of my best celebrations are sudden surprises like that. If you weren't outside at that exact moment, you'd miss them. I spend a lot of time outside myself, looking around. And I was lucky on Coyote Day because out of all time it had to be one moment only that a certain coyote and I could meet. And we did. Friend, you should have been there too. I was following deer tracks, taking my time, bending down as I walked, kind of humming. I hum a lot when I'm alone. I looked up in time to see a young coyote trotting through the brush. She crossed in front of me. It was a windy day and she was going east. In that easy, silent way coyotes move, 
She pushed into the wind. I stood there hardly breathing, wishing I could move that way too. I was surprised to see her stop and turn and look at me. She seemed to think that I was just another creature following another rocky trail. That's true, of course. I am. She didn't hurry. She wasn't afraid. I saw her eyes and she saw mine, and that look held us together. Because of that, I will never feel quite the same again. So on September 28th, I celebrate Coyote Day. Here's what I do. I walk the trail I walked that day, and I hum softly as I go. Finally, I unwrap the feast I've brought for her. Last time, it was three apples and some pumpkin seeds and an ear of corn and some big, soft, homemade ginger cookies. The next day, I happened to pass that way again. Coyote tracks went all around the rock where the food had been, and the food was gone. Next year, I'll make it even better. I'll bring an extra feast and eat there, too. Friend, I saved my New Year celebration until last. Mine is a little different from the one most people have. It comes in spring. To tell the truth, I never did feel like my New Year started January 1st. To me, that's just another winter day. I let my year begin when winter ends and morning light comes earlier, the way it should. That's when I feel like starting new. I wait until the white-winged doves are back from Mexico and wildflowers cover the hills and my favorite cactus blooms. It always makes me think I ought to bloom myself. And that's when I start to plan my New Year celebration. I finally choose a day that is exactly right. Even the air has to be perfect, and the dirt has to feel good and warm on my bare feet. Usually, it's a Saturday around the end of April. I have a drum that I beat to signal the day. Then I go wandering off, following all of my favorite trails to all of the places I like. I check how everything is doing, and I spend the day admiring things. If the old desert tortoise I know from last year is out strolling around, I'll go his direction a while. I celebrate with horned toads and ravens and lizards and quail. And friend, it's not a bad party. Walking back home, kind of humming. Sometimes I think about those people who ask me if I'm lonely out here. I have to laugh out loud. So that, my friends, is I'm in Charge of Celebrations by Bird Baylor. And it is one of my favorite all-time books. I only read excerpts. I didn't read the entire book. I would hope that you would go to the library and find it for yourself and read this beautiful book and look at the beautiful illustrations and feel the joy that I feel when I read this book, as well as you can see in the illustrations the joy that this girl feels as she's exploring and she's engaging with nature. So I really wanted to share that book because to me that's the epitome of spring and the new year for me as well. And it's just such a beautiful share. I want to encourage all of you to get out when you can, when the weather allows, or even when it doesn't. As they say, there's no bad weather, only bad clothing. I hope you'll get out and enjoy the weather, whether it's the rain, the sun, the clouds, the wind, and engage with nature, enjoy it, interact with it, climb it, run in it, laugh in it, explore it. That's what we're going to be doing a lot this spring and this summer. 
and all year round for that matter, but especially now. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. I'll be back here in two weeks. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so you'll know when that next episode is released. And please find me on Facebook or also at Instagram at Latte Books to Read. Until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines. <laughs>